Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about growing at a healthy human size pace. Healthy and human size. I wish you guys could have seen Zach's face when I said that. He was like, oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I know what unhealthy is. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, uh, you know, especially if you're starting to open your eyes to growing, like you want to be a better leader, you want to, you know, be better in an area of your life. If you really open your eyes to what it could be and you start seeing the unhealth, I think there's this factor that comes in where you just uh, want to get it all fixed, right? Which comes back to that, let's, let's human size this and just package it up and get it done, which is not um, how that works. There's a lot of factors. There's history. There's patterns. It's just a big thing. And so we're going to talk about what it looks like to seek health, to seek to grow in these areas when you see places you can grow. But what does it look like to have patience and grace and to understand the human pace that's reasonable and not overdo it, right? Yeah. And I, as you were talking, I was thinking that the Western, I mean, we're in the Western world, the Western world philosophy, right, is you believe this thing, and then all of a sudden, magically, everything changes. And I think that's even come into our church world, like, all you got to do is get this set of beliefs, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I believe it's much more complicated than that. And that's why there's that need to have a human pace, a human size pace, instead of like this like revelation i wish it worked that way right like yeah all of a sudden one day i'm walking along and having that like wrote paul saul to paul moment on the road right i'm Done. so glad i'm so glad you brought up paul to saul because i was thinking about that and i didn't do any prep work for this and i don't i so i'm going to give a disclaimer that i don't have my facts written down and memorized correctly here but i have right. the overview i think correct so in in the bible when the apostle who would be Paul was Saul before he saw Christ, saw Christ on the road. He didn't go out directly and then go start preach and be part of the apostles and the faith at the time. He actually retreated to a place for, I think it was seven years before he went out and started his ministry. And most people don't realize that. Like, mm-hmm. and I, part of that, you know, he was an enemy of, or had made was out as a predator, really, of the people who were Christ followers before he had that Saul to Paul moment. But I always, that was really revolutionary. Is that a word, revolutionary? It is today. (laughs) That that was a revelation to me when I realized that, because he was one of the people in the Bible that I was like, what an incredible transformation. But it didn't happen overnight. He saw Jesus after his resurrection, like in the most miraculous way. But he still retreated and had a time before he started that public ministry. That was pretty significant. That's cool, Crystal, because it's not how I interpret it. You know what I mean? I yeah, just into my life, like, oh, he just saw Jesus, and then mm-hmm. yeah, because you're great. so Western. Your right. Western mind just made a whole I'm, I'm story. Am I gonna out get a cowboy hat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, Wrong Western. But, <laughs> It's like, you know, because we're in, we're recording this right now. I know it'll be released way later um, because we're way ahead on our recording, but we're recording it in December. We're getting ready for a new year. And like, I'm a gold junkie. So I'm going to have all these goals and I want to be like fully healthy, <laughs> physically, yeah. spiritually. That's what's just going to happen this next year, right? The, the, everything that is wrong is now going to be right. And that's just that's a fool's pace but if i'm honest in my humanness i fall into that trap all the time 
where I'm yeah. trying to speed up this self-development. And as I told you before we record, started recording, right, I'm exhausted right now because I'm mm-hmm. doing inner work that is heavy lifting. And honestly, yeah. I'm probably trying to push it too fast. Yeah. And what happens when you do that? Like in my experience, when I do it, I, I do really good for a little bit, just like go take it to somewhere more shallow. Like you start a diet and you do really good for three or four weeks at best. And then I was going to say that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you've, you know, done a whole lifestyle change and you're able to keep that up, which is work. It's, you know, more often than not, it seems like it, you do really good, then you crash. So it's like, there's two spectrums where like you, you just give up at the beginning or <laughs> don't even try, or you, you just take a zero to hundred pace, but you can't sustain it. So I think we're, yeah. we're like rooting around is what's, what's the healthy pace that's sustainable when it comes to inner work, when it comes to improving yourself as a leader, as a person, as a Christ follower. That's awesome, Crystal. Cause I was just, as you were saying it, I was thinking certain areas of my life, my pace might be faster than Mm -hmm. yours, for example. Like there might be certain things where I'm more naturally skilled at. And so Mm -hmm. my pace in one area is going to be faster. In another area of my life, it's going to be slower. Mm -hmm. And if I'm comparing, I mean, I think that's one of the traps I fall into is I'm comparing Mm -hmm. like, well, Crystal, like you're very good at organizing different thoughts and like putting them together and stuff like that. So some a task like that, for example, is you're going to speed through. Where mm-hmm. if I'm like comparing myself to you and that's an area I'm trying to work on, um, I'm going to fall flat on my face because I want to be trying to do it way too fast. Yeah, uh, that is not a natural skill for me. Or to a standard that's or a picture that's not with your natural picture. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I struggle with hospitality, like not being friendly, but like having like a hospitable, like warm environment. I have friends who just have this gift where they can just put together a room, they can put together a dinner where it just like almost flows naturally out of them. And like, mm-hmm. I don't have that. Like I, I have people over, we can have fun, but there's not going to be doilies <laughs> or I don't know, <laughs> like there's just this warmth I don't bring into a room in that. And I've tried so hard to emulate that at times, but it is exhausting. So figuring out like, what are, what are the things that I can, I can pick up from people. I can like get some tools, get some ideas, but like having that, um, just owning and even embracing and being okay with like what it looks like in my flavor. That's good. Now I know when you come over, if I really want to impress you, you and Ken to bring doilies. Get some doilies. Yeah. With the lace. Yeah. Real, that really just gets me really a lot of respect points towards you. <laughs> Note to self. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like knowing which things are harder for us on an, in, like on a diet example, like, you know, this about me, like I am a salt junkie. Um, Juanita chips and salsa are my weakness. And so like, if I'm changing diet, dietary things in my life um i need to give myself a little more grace there Uh, Mm -hmm. that is a harder thing for me to crack it is my stress relief in an unhealthy way like and i know that but to like go i'm not gonna have i think one of the points of this i guess i'm getting at is be realistic like yeah for me just to go i'm not gonna have any salt ever again like I feel miserable even saying that. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. <heart> hurts. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> who, why would you even want to live? Like, what, what I, life is that? Saltless. Um, <laughs> and we're supposed the to be the salt of the earth. Be salt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're such like Christian bubble people. We're like salt of the earth, earth joke right there. Um, okay. So with like the timeline thing, let's talk, you said realistic, being realistic. This yeah. is something I want to talk about. Like whose timeline are we working on anyways? So often all of a sudden there's this timeline for things. And then all of a sudden, this is something I struggle with. There's this expectation that is like so strong. But when I sit down and think about it, like who even made that up? Like I just literally made up this timeline and then became like a shame, um, a shame line. And it, yeah. I just made it up. So like, why does it have so much weight in my life? And then what is like, what if we, our first step was to like crush the um, react reaction timeline, and let's sit down and think about what is a realistic, healthy timeline and quantity that we want to accomplish. So, like, yeah. we talk a lot about brave practice. I want to be a better listener. Like, if I wanted to be a better listener, I don't, though. I have no interest in that at all. But if <laughs> I did want to be a better listener, um, I want to have one conversation a week where I ask questions more than I have statements. Just one confirmation, 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 conversation a week. Like, I want to read books to, to be better at a certain thing. Maybe I want to read one book this year instead of a book every, you know, month, which is, I know that's against a lot of, there's some really great stuff out there that pushes you to really like push yourself, which I think there's a place for that. Like you need to make goals that are a little more aggressive to help yourself make healthy patterns. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think we can get into a, an over um, extending cycle that then is just failure after failure. If we're not bringing it back to what really fits our ability, capacity, time frame of our life. Yeah. And and places that I've found I have been the most successful for, for me personally, and everyone's going to be different, but anything I can form into a small daily habit mm -hmm. um, that's not super challenging, I actually get much further momentum than these big audacious like things. So like you were saying, yeah. one one conversation, like anything I can make a daily practice, it really helps me. And so now that I have... um a certain amount of daily practices, I can, it's called habit stacking. Like I can stack another little one on top of it and another mm -hmm. little one on top of it. And so like, um, for example, I make the coffee in the morning. I start the coffee pot. That actually is what starts my day, my morning routine. Um, the reason I have that as my starter is because I don't have to fe be feeling great about my life and world to start the coffee pot. I wanted mm -hmm. it to be something that I would do every morning. And that's <laughs> what I do. But that triggers me. The moment I start that, I listen to I listen to the Bible. That's in my mm -hmm. daily practice. And then the moment that's done, and it lasts about 10 minutes, then I do three minutes of Duolingo. I'm learning Spanish right now. And the moment that's done, I have this pause app where I sit in quiet meditation before the Lord um, and it guides me through that. And that's another one. And then I get up and I have this five minute plank exercise thing I do. And so like yeah. that I'm hitting a bunch of different areas in one day. I, I'm really not moving the ball at all. Right. Um, but when you start expanding to 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, all of a sudden I'm getting this major momentum that is sustainable. 
right? That is at my human pace. Um, yeah. Not, not like some of my old habits where I'm going to work out today. I'm going to work out for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won't see the gym again for a couple months. Yeah. So you start with uh, something that's an easy win and then yep. stack up. So I have a controversial uh, perspective to bring into this because it's right, more about it. me than it is about what's right for anybody. But I think that works. You know, I've tried things like that and I've had success in some areas of that. But if I'm being honest, routine is death at times. Like, so yep. I was just thinking like, that sounds really good. But I think where I also fail is not just um, not doing the routine. There's something about having the freedom to not do the routine that is something important to me. So I was thinking as much as I want to do like the same thing every morning, I also want to be able to sit for 30, sec 30 seconds, 30 minutes and just do whatever like my mind needs to do. And yeah. I realized that's something in my personality, I think. And so I feel like I have to have frameworks that are more looser at certain points in my life or my day and my routine of the week if I'm going to be successful. Because if I like even driving the same way to work every day grinds on me. So I drive different different day ways to work. So I don't know um, why that is or there's probably a whole like psychological schematic of why that is important to me. But I don't really hear that talked about much in like, um, you know, habit building or things of that nature. Right. So I wonder if that is something out there, <laughs> like a free flowing habit building. What I love about, well, what I love about it is, you know, yourself. And I think, I think that is one of the absolute bedrock keys is mm -hmm. of having a sustainable pace is knowing yourself and yeah like are you a morning person are you a night person do you have i mean do you like routine do you hate routine i hate routine as well um my routine cannot be over 30 minutes if it's over 30 minutes i know i won't stick to it i would love if i could have if i could like keep that going right i just told mm -hmm. you my morning routine if i could like build a two-hour thing I, it would probably be fantastic but that I don't see who you it. are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I know that about myself. And so like one of the things that uh, we're going to encourage every single time is curiosity. Mm -hmm. And instead of judgment towards ourselves, which I think most of us lend to do mm -hmm. um, instead, like be curious, what does drive you? What does drive you nuts? <laughs> right. Look at those things and experiment. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, try something else. Step. Uh, some I've noticed sometimes I'll get in this shame cycle like, yeah. oh, well, I read read online that um, I should be waking up at five in the morning every morning if I'm going to. Oh, and I should have uh, emails down to zero or else I'm a failure of a person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, the these, shame cycle. <laughs> right. And I'll, I, can, yeah. I get stuck in it personally. Shame is such a false god. Like. I don't know what else to call it, but like, there's so much shame that is put on us like every day from so many different directions. Um, I was just thinking about that this morning and so many people put shame on each other because they have these ideas of this is the way you need to do it. Okay. So back to the routine though. I actually just yeah. rewrote my morning routine. So since you shared yours, I was thinking with what I already shared, I just rewrote it into like blocks. Like I realized I was trying to get up and just, I would go out and do my coffee and, and, but then I would get lost in just like slowness. Yeah. And so my brain is not working yet. So my routine is like in blocks of like, I get up and I get ready. 
And then I don't, I don't have a, like, I have to do this, but there's like 30 minutes of quiet time where I just read, spend time with God. And then 30 minutes of calendaring. And because for some reason, I'm really slow before 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so I, could, I couldn't, I kept trying to get it into like, here's five minutes, here's 10 minutes. But like, my brain just needs to like, like float around for some reason in the morning and yeah. then it finds its way. But I, I'm trying the blocks. Like, I don't have to say exactly what I'm going to do, but like, I, I know I need a routine because I, if I don't, I get just lost in the morning, but like I'm doing blocks of like, this is my quiet time with God and I will do what I feel like I need to do. And then, you know, this is, and then I put like later in the day, 30 minutes of active time. But anyway, that's just a, just sharing that as a format to share with people. <laughs> I like that. And you know, I was even thinking finances, you know, some people thrive on a budget. Mm-hmm. There's even a thing called an anti-budget. Uh, mm-hmm. And some people thrive with that. And so like th- all these things, there's, we are human. We are all, there are, ve- there are very much similarities between us, but there's also differences and it's okay. If yeah. um, the purpose person you look up to uh, wakes up at four, like my mentor, my greatest mentor in my life wakes up at three 30 every morning. Gross. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting to me. I am not going to try it. Uh, no way. Yeah. Uh, but there was a season where I wanted to be more like him. And so I tried a bunch of the things he does. And like, he sits before the Lord for like an hour. Yeah. I can't, I can't do five minutes sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, really, I think this comes down to like, what, what is the purpose of it all? Right. Like, so we were talking about all these formats and things and we get, we're all pulled to these things. If we want to be better, here's the mechanism to get better. But it really comes back to the why and the output. It's not about, so you remember the idea of lag and lead goals from the four disciplines of an effective something. I can't remember the name of the book, but it's a good book. (laughs) But so basically you have these lead goals, which would be like your habits. And it's all for this lag goal of an output. So like for me, it really helps to come back to like, what is the point of all this? Like really comes down Mm -hmm. for me that I want to be a present loving person to the people in my life. And I want to be a present like um, child of God. Like I want to be in taking joy and loving God in a, in a healthy, organic way, love God, love people. It comes down to that for me. So like, if that's happening in my life, that is more important than how I got there. Like, so if I am doing all these habits and hitting the mark and I'm getting better in all these different areas, but I can't say that I'm peacefully, calmly, (laughs) presently enjoying people and enjoying God and loving them well, like I'm, I failed on all accounts. Um, Not to bring it to a shame place of failure, but I think that for me, and it might not for you because we're different people, that that end goal like frees me up when I bring myself back to it. Like maybe my days keep not looking the way I thought they would, but am I loving the people in my life well? Am I loving God well? Am I moving towards doing that better? Yeah, I like that. And with that, when you when you are building what your um, end goal right? What you're mm-hmm. hoping it would, and then you're going back to your habits, make sure that it's one you like, one you actually want, not one yeah. society tells you or people you look up to tells you, because that's not a motivating factor. Mm-hmm. What motivates us is what's truly our desire, uh, yeah. not what we wish was our desire. And that can be dangerous. Like sometimes, you know, as kids, my kids, I I would love to be able to place the desires I have for them. <laughs> I yeah. would love them to have that, 
But as a father, I know I have to connect with where they are and what they want in life. And that that forms them into their best fit. Um, and so I think God the Father looks at us similarly. Um, yeah. it, we're wired with plans and purpose, and we know these things, but yet at times we can try to put other people's plans and purposes on us. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, sometimes I go back to like, and this is, can be taken in all kinds of different directions, but like real, real fulfillment and what we're built for. And in my life, I even, there was a time in my life when I was growing up that we were very impoverished and it was just me and my mom and we didn't have a car. We didn't have much, We but we spent a lot of time together and it was a mm-hmm. simple time. And I, now I have a lot of stuff in my life. I have a lot of activities, a lot of opportunities, did all the things that are the things that are success, right? In comparison to where I was. Yeah. But I often, even I go by little homes that were like the very um, broken down home that we lived in. And there's a feeling of um, nostalgia and like longing for that simplicity of just being. And I think no matter what you accomplish in success, like there are some things that are not, um, there's only a few things that matter at the end of your life. And we get caught up in so many other things when those things I believe are right um there for us to access that aren't success in the world's eyes so yeah that's good thank you for sharing that um you know honestly we could talk about this for hours i think Mm -hmm. and so we'll just leave it right there that that um know what success is for you right um be kind to yourself as you're experimenting with different things because growth at a human pace and a healthy pace is what we're after, not uh, not a godlike pace. So like most things, you're going to fail in it. So continue to fail forward, my friend. You got this. Thanks for listening to the Human Size Podcast this week. Join Zach and Crystal next week when they discuss the discomfort of changing boundaries. Now have a great week. If you would like to learn more or just want to reach out, you can touch base with Zach at his website, ZachariahNewman.com, or email him at ZachariahNewman at gmail.com. You can also touch base with Crystal at ChristWeShare.com or her email, Crystal at ChristWeShare.com. The Human Size Podcast is produced by Adam Stinnett and can be reached at SillyPieDrone at gmail.com. S-I-L-V-I-P-I drone at gmail.com or the website sylviepiedrone.com.